Paul Jones Drug is Elk City's most experienced compounding pharmacy, meaning they can custom make your prescription medications to your doctor's specifications, safely and effectively providing you with exactly what you need. And for your convenience, Paul Jones Drug has a drive-through pickup window as well as curbside service for testing and vaccinations and offers free local delivery. Just a couple reasons you should choose Paul Jones Drug, 809 North Main Street in Elk City. I'm Rodney Skinner with Paul Jones Drug, and I promise we provide care you can trust. Paul Jones Drug is Elk City's most experienced compounding pharmacy, meaning they can custom make your prescription medications to your doctor's specifications, safely and effectively providing you with exactly what you need. And for your convenience, Paul Jones Drug has a drive-through pickup window as well as curbside service for testing and vaccinations and offers free local delivery. Just a couple reasons you should choose Paul Jones Drug, 809 North Main Street in Elk City. I'm Rodney Skinner with Paul Jones Drug, and I promise we provide care you can trust. Snowball Spa. You want good words? Data language. Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. And now, here's the be-all, end-all, know-it-all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Calc with The Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. It's a good... Paul Jones Drug Tuesday out there, Western Oklahoma. Welcome to the Skinny on Sports, 98.1 FM, the sports animal. Glad to have you along for the next hour. May talk a little baseball at the end of the show. Baseball? Got any baseball talk in you, Jared? I'm sure you're just chomping at the bit to talk about baseball. Well, all kinds of baseball. Your Rangers? A little worried now. What did you take, two out of three from Houston? Yes. Two out of three from, yes, from the, the Astros. From the yes. Astros? Yes. But oh. uh, DeGrom was working on a no-hit in four innings, got pulled last night. Sore wrist. That's yeah. always that's always yeah. the problem for go. him. Here we go. But, but I think it might have been more out of precautionary reasons. They're already up four to nothing. Okay, you know what? Let's go ahead and pull. He probably agreed to it. Yeah. I have a theory. Another I got a baseball question for you. And my brew crew, tough break for them last night, even though they won. What happened? Same situation. Oh, no. Corbin Burns left with a pectoral strain. Mm. And a 7-3 win over the Mariners. 12-5 and for the brew crew. One of the best records in uh, Major League Baseball. Pretty good. Off to a good start. So we'll talk a little baseball maybe at the end of the show. Also, I just saw this drop on ESPN's website, so maybe we can kind of react to it at the same time. As Kuiper and McShay alternate the first three-round mock draft where they go back and forth. Mm -hmm. So we can look at that. NBA playoffs last night. Philly's up 2-0. Sacramento is up 2-0 over the defending champs. Draymond Green. This is going to be uncomfortable for me because I may have to actually take up for Draymond Green in this situation. Or maybe not as much take up for Draymond, but let's shine the light a little bit on Damatis Sabonis here 
and his role in what happened last night. So we can talk that coming up tonight. Let's see. You've got whoops, da, 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 da. game twos, Boston, Atlanta, Cleveland, and New York, and then Phoenix and the Clippers, Phoenix and Cleveland, both maybe not must wins, but it's getting pretty close. You don't want to go down 0-2 with the two losses on your home floor. So interesting stuff going on tonight in the NBA playoffs and last night. And then a little spring sports update from yesterday. I was completely wrong, Jared, about the, the, the way the uh, the tiebreak works. Oh, really? With the district baseball. Oh. It is not over. It is not over. Well, I thought, okay. Yet. I thought it was. It is not. I'll tell you why it's not. I'll tell you what's going on today, what happened yesterday. What's going on today, the uh, Western Athletic Conference golf tournament, girls golf tournament was held yesterday over at Weatherford, Prairie West. Give you some results there. Small schools are gearing up for districts this week in the fast pitch and also the baseball. 225-9698 is the phone or the text line. 225-9698. Give us a call, shoot us a text. We can talk about any of those things. Whatever else might be on your mind on this Paul Jones Drug Tuesday, feel free to chime in at 225-9698. If you're outside the listening area, a couple ways to stay in touch with the show. Log on to kadsam.com or download the Paragon app. It's got it all. Radio, Penny News, Big Elk Paragon TV. We've got the Skinny on Sports podcast. It's everywhere you can find podcasts. Each and every day, if you miss the show entirely, you can go back and check that out. What are you doing, Jared? Answering a question on my personal text line. I have a question completely for you. Completely unsports related. I have a question for you that is completely unsports related as well. What's that? Did you know that Carter had Uber? <laughs> no. And that it would go to Will Rogers World no, Airport. That is crazy because I was just having this conversation with somebody the other day before all this came up. Who was I talking to? Might have been our man Philip downstairs. I was talking about what stops anybody from being like working for Uber or any kind of rideshare out here. You don't really, I don't see it out here. Is there are there population restrictions that they look at and go, no, you can't do it. There's not enough people in your area. Yeah, I don't apparently know. there isn't Carter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. What a crazy now, story. How do these Yahoos think they're going to fly out of Oklahoma City without being flagged? Have, have they not? I don't know. They there's may there's no end to this story yet. They're, I don't know. Allegedly going to Oklahoma City to Will Rogers World Airport to try to fly home, apparently. That, or so, to Mexico. <laughs> so it, it, it was L.A. County is where they stole this vehicle? That's what, from the information I got. Okay. I'm just kind of going, as, as things kind of come out about this. Piecing it together, it looks like they stole it in, with paper tags. You could assume they stole a car off of the lot, if not from somebody who immediately bought it. They were heading east on I-40. They got picked up or pulled over at Wheeler County, Texas. They that's took, where they took off. That's where they took off. That's where they were able to get those, that body cam footage pictures of the suspects. Yes. High-speed chase went into Beckham County, multiple... Agencies assisted. They somehow hit south on what's the highway going through Carter? Help me. 283. That area. Highway 34. They lost them by 
what's called blacking out the car, which is just turn off every light. Yeah, see, that's I, I, that's interesting that that happens. They found the car stuck. I got stuck. How did it get stuck? Oh, it's a, it was a Challenger. So a little, I'm sure it, 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 kind of they were trying to you know, either a bar ditch or something like that, and they got high centered, and then uh, they fled the car. They got word after uh, a few hours that suspect may be armed and dangerous. And this morning, you saw that alert that uh, a rideshare company picked him up somewhere near Carter and took him to Will Rogers World Airport, all allegedly. And that's where the story ends. And I was talking to my wife about this this morning. I mean, there's so much, you know, post 9-11, there's so much security you have to go through in an airport. You'd think a red flag would come up on these two. Do they have the credentials to get through security, you know? IDs, all that stuff. And go, oh, you know what? You're actually wanted in L.A. County. Yeah, except for nobody knows who they are. Well, maybe they do in L.A. Yeah, maybe so. That's very very true. Possum lives out there. I wonder if he saw him. He said Sandy Road is what happened. Sandy Road, okay. Sandy Road. Gotcha, gotcha. Got stuck, high-centered. Yeah, welcome to western Oklahoma. See, I can see people that aren't from here. Like looking out and thinking, oh, look at all that open space, and then driving right through a barbed wire fence, getting caught, and then just not being able to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like thinking there's roads all over the place, and you're really on the only one in a square mile or two. It's very interesting. I almost had a th- I had a theory that because they were able to elude police, that they were once from here and they're familiar with the back roads. Does that make sense? Yeah. But I think half of that, more than half of that, was just dumb luck. They got away. Yeah, I think and that's it helps exactly that they're in a vehicle that can go about a buck fifty. Yeah, so. yeah, they stole the correct vehicle to yeah, be oh, able yeah. to to yeah. perform admirably. Yeah. If that's that's really not the right word, was but that, yeah, successfully, du- Dukes of Hazardly. <laughs> yeah, in a in a in a running from the cops situation. Man, one thing I do know, I hope they get them. Really, I it seems like any time you try to run from the cops, eventually you get caught. You are not going to run. You're, you're going to get caught eventually. Mm-hmm. You're going to get caught eventually. They probably made it further than most. Yeah, well, there's no medal for that. You're going to get caught yeah. eventually. You're going to jail. Like you think, I, I think of that kind of opening scene. One of one of the first one of the first few scenes of uh, Ocean's Eleven, where they're they're laying out the plan to rob a casino mm-hmm. and they go back through like the three closest you know, nobody's ever robbed one oh, but the closest yeah, yeah. they got the guy got out <laughs> he got out, actually actually breathed fresh air before he got smoked in the face with the baton feels was like what that this guy is. or the guy that um i thought it was a guy who was in the parking lot and they shot the dude yeah they may have shot him he threw the yeah. money everywhere yeah i may have shot him yeah no, that's kind of the way this feels it is it's just a matter of time before they are apprehended and they've made it further than anybody thought they would well, congratulations congratulations yeah. but you're still gonna you get just caught. added more charges to your long list of already charges anyways so crazy yeah that's a but seriously I, i'm about to download uber and see if i can get a ride <laughs> so, I, you know there are times where i'm thinking hey Allie, let's go to this thing we got a babysitter tonight she goes well who's gonna drive Uber. Hmm. Well, let's get an Uber. This isn't Oklahoma City. And you look, there's nothing. I know there's other taxi services out here. Oh, yeah. but uh, we, we have built-in Uber. But I thought, you know, what? 
what stops somebody from wanting to make some, you know, wanting to moonlight as an Uber driver? You know how many Uber drivers I've had in the city and I ask them what they do for a living? You know what they tell me? What? Teachers. Oh, that makes sense. And on the weekend, they're Uber drivers. Yeah, and then here coming up in about a month, they can do it for three months straight. Yeah. Yeah. Supplement, make another whole other income. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yesterday, we talked about a huge baseball game over in Weatherford. Elk City and Weatherford fighting for the district title. It looked like a fight. <clears throat> huh? I mean, not a actual fight. I oh, mean, okay. It looked so like I didn't know that. It was like... It was a good game for most three part. to one, then it ends up being eleven to three. The Elks right. pull away and defeat Weatherford eleven to three. Run their district record to eleven and zero. Weatherford suffers their first loss in the district at ten and one. That it's still, uh, you know, yesterday I knew what the point di- or the run differentials were, thinking okay, Weatherford can't catch up. Well, that's not the truth. I was sent by our man J Mac, so. I told him congratulations on the district title and he said not quite yet like what i'm so confused well here's how it works essentially if you have a two-team tie so if weatherford were to win today it does come down to run differential but it does not come down to run differential throughout the district season it comes down to run differential in the two games you split between the two teams that are tied so in order for Weatherford to win the tie break, they have to beat the Elks by nine. To not only beat them, but they have to beat them by nine today. So Elks could suffer a loss, but if they lose like four to three. As long as they don't lose by nine runs, eight would be a tie. And then the next tie break, I think it goes down to how you did against the other teams, like the next best team. And then the next, and eventually it'll get to where Elk City wins that way because of run differential. They they've got every every run possible against the rest of the district, whereas Weatherford didn't. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Eventually you get down to the team like Clinton. Oh, look at there, Elk City got 20 against Clinton. Weatherford got 14. There's your there's your tiebreaker, what have you. So the Elks are obviously in a great position uh, after the win yesterday, bouncing back from uh, the 18 game win streak snapper on Saturday against Mount St. Mary. Uh, but 11-3 to over there, so the, the return game is today. And so, once again, uh, it, it's even better than we thought, right? Come on out. It's still – the district title is still up for grabs. Yeah, there's still something to play for here. Absolutely. Yeah. 5 o'clock right here at Ackley Park on Charlie Joy Field. I know that uh, we mentioned it yesterday. The the Big Oak baseball team has invited – you know they they went to the dream <clears throat> excuse me to the dream league field a couple of weekends ago. Mm-hmm. They have turned around and invited the dream leaguers to the game today, the regular season uh, home finale uh, here at the end of the district schedule. So that'll be cool. Uh, it's going to be warm. I, I imagine there's going to be a big giant crowd on hand uh, for the game tonight, five o'clock right here at Ackley Park, Elk City and Weatherford for the four A four district title. Also. Interesting results in District 2 yesterday as Chickasha knocks off Blanchard 9-5. to So those two teams are in the same boat as Elk City and Weatherford. Blanchard has to turn around now and beat Chickasha by five runs. And that's interesting. Why? Because whoever doesn't win that district is coming here. 
Uh-oh. If it ties and runs, it goes to who won the last game between the two. So actually that would be Weatherford if they win. Say they win by eight. So there you go. Okay. So it really is on the line. Completely. To just get the W. That's right. Anyway, so Chickasha beats Blanchard uh, nine to five yesterday. Those two teams are have separated themselves from everybody else. So it's the only possibility of a tie there is between two teams, just kind of like it is in 4A4. So that's something to keep an eye on because whoever ends up second in that district is a possible regional opponent in a couple of weeks because you get the number four team out of District 1, you get the number two team out of two, three out of three, and obviously 4A4, it will be the champion. So a lot to, lot to look for here today, once again, on the baseball diamond. So... What I'm telling you is if Chickasha is able to win today, they cement themselves at the top of District 2, and the Elks would have to go through the defending champion in regionals right here at Ackley Park if they're able to win the district as well. So lots uh, lots still up in the air here as we get near the end of the the baseball schedule. Also, Western Athletic Conference Girls Golf Tournament yesterday over at Prairie West. In Weatherford, Lady Eagles are the conference champs. Team score 355. Rachel Carruth is the individual medalist from Weatherford with an 82. Um, I think it, uh, don't re- I think McKinley, McKinley Elwick was next from Weatherford. Brett Barnett from Elk City uh, was third. Elkettes were third at 371. Clinton was second at 369. So Weatherford, then Clinton, then Elk City in that conference tournament over there in Weatherford yesterday bunch of small school action as everybody i'm sure they're they're done for the week or play on monday get a game in and now everybody's starting to point toward later on in the week when we've got uh, district baseball district fast pitch or i'm sorry slow pitch uh softballs getting started here um i know we talked about yesterday leadies on thursday canutes wednesday and thursday everybody will get going with all this stuff, so uh, it's it's nearing the end already. It's crazy to think about, but man, we'll be crowning state baseball and fast pitch champions here very very shortly. Golf and track and everything else, it's all winding down, Jerry. Yeah, whirlwind. You going to be able to go give us reports from the baseball there at Canute or the fat, uh, the slow pitch there in Canute? Uh, can I get paid for that? No. Then I can't leave work now. I'm just talking about you're not going to go watch. Is it during the day? Yeah. Oh, it is. If memory serves me right. I mean, I can definitely give you what Game Changer will give us. Maybe, you know, he will be there. We'll just get our man Jeremy to do it. He could text me. No problem. He's listening right now, I'm sure. Let me double check the time on these. Maybe. I'll have to get back with me. Okay. Let's go to the spring sports there. So we have uh, a lot to a lot to unpack coming in here tomorrow with the results from around uh, in these baseball districts. And then, like I said, heck, tomorrow we'll start seeing some district play uh, around the state, I think, in, in slow pitch or uh, the small school baseball. Yeah. It's Paul Jones Drug Tuesday. 
Our man Rodney Skinner at Paul Jones Drug, 809 North Main Street right here in Elk City. Paul Jones Drug, it's care you can trust. Free delivery right here in the Oak City area. Tell you more about him when we come back. Also, hit the NBA playoffs. Draymond going to Draymond. But was it okay this time? Paul Jones Drug offers a free service that makes taking your daily medications safe and easy. It's called convenience packaging, meaning they can combine all of your daily medications and put them in sealed separate daily packages. This process replaces you from having to fill your daily medication dispenser. And as always, Paul Jones Drug prepares individual blister packaging for long-term care patients. With their drive through window, curbside service, and free local delivery, it's just more reasons you should choose Paul Jones Drug. 809 North Main Street, Milk City. I'm Rodney Skinner with Paul Jones Drug. And I promise we provide care you can trust. The Skinny on Sports. Welcome back, Skinny on Sports on a Paul Jones Drug Tuesday, 98.1 FM, the Sports Animal. Paul Jones Drug is the oldest compounding pharmacy in Elk City. They also have the free local de- delivery I mentioned, drive through pickup, curbside testing and vaccinations, the blister packs, the long term care unit packaging. Is available there as well. All kinds of stuff at Paul Jones Drug, 809 North Main. You can call them 580-225-2121. Paul Jones Drug is care you can trust right here in the Elk City area. Well, Jared, thankfully there was nothing controversial that happened last night in the NBA playoffs. Everything went just smooth as silk, nothing crazy. Oh, wait. Yeah, well, maybe not. <laughs> Philly beat Brooklyn 96-84 to to take a two-games-to-nothing lead. I think that one is destined to be either a real sweep or that gentleman sweep that goes five games. But the interesting result last night is Sacramento, the Kings, the Kings that have not been in a playoff series in 17 years, snapping the longest drought in professional sports here in North America. Of playoff, I'm not making the playoffs. And you look up, and the Sacramento Kings have what, what do they call it? Light the beam. Yeah, well, you, did you know about this no. until the other day? I well, never listen, heard. There's of this. not a lot I know about the Sacramento well, Kings uh, and their traditions. I'm, their one tradition was broke this year, and that was not making playoffs forever. Is Vlade Divac still on the team? Chris <laughs> Weber. That's the last time I knew about the Kings. Doug Christie. Cousins. I mean, Cousins played for him. And never went to the playoffs. Right. I mean, just. I guess he might have there early on. But anyway, I don't think so, though. I don't think they did. Yeah. So, Sacramento now with a 2 nothing lead over the defending champion Golden State Warriors. Win last night 114 to 106. But all anybody is going to be talking about today isn't necessarily what happened on the scoreboard in the game. It is what happened. In the middle of the lane between Domas Sabonis and, of course, Draymond Green. Both sides of this. actually For, the, mean, for those who don't know, explain what just, happened. Sabonis got knocked down. He fell to the floor. He grabs Draymond's leg. Wouldn't let it go. Draymond wiggles away and stomps his chest. Essentially. Draymond says, where was I supposed to go? I couldn't – there was nowhere else for my foot to land because he was off balance, which he kind of was. I also think he meant to do what he did. Sabonis is now saying he was trying to protect his face, protect his head when he fell. 
just so happened to bear hug Draymond's, Draymond's leg. No one believes that either. And so both were in the wrong here. And I think, and well, there's no doubt that for the first time maybe in his career, Draymond Green was not the instigator of this dust-up. Would you agree with that statement? Oh, yeah. Yeah, with the grabbing of the leg, absolutely. Domas Sabonis absolutely instigated everything that happened by grabbing Draymond's leg and holding on to it, not letting go. And Draymond stomped his chest. And he, you know how I know it was a stomped chest? He admitted, I didn't stomp his chest that hard. <laughs> After saying, there wasn't really anywhere to go. Listen, bro, I've stomped some chests before. <laughs> but, uh, but honestly, feeling sorry is not it. I don't feel sorry for Draymond Green here. I don't. Because a lot of this he brings on himself with, I mean, I don't know, kicking Steven Adams in the testicles a couple of times in a series. You know, getting thrown out of the finals that year that really kind of was the catalyst to LeBron and the Cavs coming back to win that series down 3-1. He brings a lot of this on himself. But I will say, I really don't necessarily have a problem with what he did last night. There was It was a tight space. There really wasn't anywhere to go. Now, did he probably consciously go, gosh, I have nowhere to go. Oh, there's his chest. Whammo. Yeah, probably. But at the same but the time. The way he was looking down. I mean, he was looking it, down. Know, he was right looking down like, who's, why is my foot getting grabbed? But then the way. Then the, he kind of lost. The way he brought down his. Oh, yeah, he snuffed his, his, his I mean, chest. like, come on, bro. Show a little restraint. But I get it with, with Sabonis grabbing him like that. If it was anybody it else, it. if it was anybody else, we would be talking more about the foot grab than the stomp. Mm -hmm. Would you agree with that? Oh, sure. Here's why I think it's brilliant on Sabonis's part, because he knew whose foot he was grabbing. Oh, I don't think there's any doubt about that. He was instigating this, and the rest of the league knows this, and the rest of the league will probably always try to do this to get under his skin, to get a reaction like that, to get him teed up and thrown out and possibly suspended for a next game, especially in the playoffs. Isn't it interesting that the guy that prides himself on being – the instigator is now getting that used against him mm -hmm. in this way. Yeah. It's almost funny. Not nobody's hurt because x-rays have come out ne negative and all, Did you, you see know. that Draymond wants x-rays on his ankle? <laughs> no, I'm serious. <laughs> okay. I'm dead serious. Yeah, go get Beca him. Because of, because, you know, Sabonis said, oh, x-ray my chest. So now Draymond's saying, oh, yeah, my right ankle hurts, and it only happened because it got grabbed. Yeah. It's, so that's kind of the back and forth. Next thing you know, Draymond's going to walk in for game three with a neck brace on and <laughs> and a walking boot and crutches or one of those wheel things that you put one leg on and you wheel in, just really trying to sell it. You know, you see him when they walk in with all their suits and, and looking good. You'll see him walk in and, oh, my foot hurts. Sabonis' chest was like a – Iron plate. <laughs> now, now, listen, Draymond brings it. You're right. He brings it on himself. 
I and like I said, I think Sabonis absolutely meant to grab his leg to oh, yeah. instigate that reaction and and to get exactly what you know, boom, tee him up, and the league's gonna look at see if he should be suspended for game three or not. And game three should be interesting. I don't think he'll be suspended. I don't because yeah, it's not like he seeked out Sabonis to step on his chest. He looked down and, but the way he did it, it there you know I think the the uh, the punishment has been handed out. The, the the rightful amount of punishment has been handed out. Was it though? Do you, do you think he should, should be suspended? I don't think he should have been kicked. I, I I think if one of them got kicked out of the game, the other one should. Okay. That's where I have a problem with it. In that, the instigator of the entire thing got off. Like, and, and I guess that happens. And it's it's another thing because it's Draymond. The officials know it too. They're tired of him screaming in their face. So they're they're able to say, "Oh, you stomped him. You're out of here." But at the same time, I think Sabonis is getting off so light on this. And but once again, he brings it on himself. And then the one thing you can't really defend is the reaction afterwards. Where he's out in the middle of the, I mean, he looks, he literally looked like a WW or WCW heel getting the crowd coming at him as he gets kicked out of the, I mean, yeah, that's going to stop. On, that's where you got to, you got to stop milking or egging it on like that. Cause they're just proving everybody's points. Like we can just get under your skin. We can do, we can just get in your head and it will change the game. I mean, even from the fans, you know. If, listen, NBA players, you don't want the fans to interact with you. You want them to stop. Then don't do that stuff. What what Draymond did after, you know, egging mm-hmm. them on and stuff like that. You're just asking for it. He, you know, it just tells me he's kind of mentally is he weak. I think he doesn't. I I, I believe he thinks he's strong, and this isn't bothering him. Oh, it's bothering him. To where you know it's a, it's an advantage for him, but I don't know that it is. Let's talk about Sabonis's reaction. I'm just watching a video right here. Does Draymond ever get kicked out if Sabonis doesn't? Again, Sabonis no. He's like, <laughs> I gotta sell this because they're gonna kick him out. If I mean, down, it looked like he got shot in the chest. Yeah. So he sold it. He sold it. Happens all the time. It's almost no different than a soccer player who gets. That's what it reminds you of. Up and they're rolling around. Also, I didn't. I didn't yeah. see the magic spray that comes out and, and cures everybody of everything there on the sidelines at Sacramento. Maybe the maybe the ejection is what was the magic spray for uh, for Sabonis. I mean, it's just it's pretty funny to me. I, th- this is the part like when you when you talked about back when the Thunder were still in the play in and what you wanted to see and this and that. Mm-hmm. This is the good part about not having a dog in a fight because you can just watch this. And, and look at it totally objectively. You don't. This isn't, you know, a Thunder guy or any of that. And you can just kind of laugh at both of them. Well, still the, part of the my, absurdity. Part of the Thunder fan in me just loves to see Green get tossed, you know, because of the stuff we've seen way back uh, with the flailing of the of the limbs that made contact with the jewels of Stephen Adams. Yes. I mean, part of me is like, all right, I always remember that, you know. But uh, but yeah, you're right. When that's that's part of the fun, kind of like the NCAA tournament when OU and OSU's not in. It's just fun to sit back and enjoy it. Same thing with the playoffs. Thunder had their incredible run. It's done. You can sit back and enjoy these playoffs, and it is fun to sit back, and eat your popcorn, and watch this drama unfold. 
I'll tell you what's nuts. But again, part of me is like, all right, all right Draymond, just kind of grind your teeth at it, right? Here's what's nuts. This is the first time Golden State's been down 2-0 in a series since Steph has been on that team. That is crazy. They've never been down 0-2, ever. Don't try to think of one, because they haven't. Never. Since Steph has been on that team. Since Steph has been on the team, anytime they've been in the playoffs, they've never been down 0-2, ever. This is the very first time that's ever happened. Are we sure about that? I'm 100% sure about it. Who do you think was ahead of them 0-2, or 2-0? It wasn't Oklahoma City. They won game one and lost game two, and then Oklahoma City oh, won they, two at they home. they went up 3-1. That's correct. But it wasn't 0-2. Draymond actually said, Try uh, it. That's right. This is the one we haven't seen yet. We we conquered all the rest of them, so why not go conquer this one? Don't talking about being down 0-2. They've never, they've never faced this deficit. Part of the reason is, Jared, for the most part, they played the first two games at home in a lot of these series That's true throughout too. the years. They really haven't they haven't been the road team in very many of these things uh throughout that you know, the early ones. But once they got established, they've been yeah. They've had the best record there here and there. So we'll see. You know what, the, 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 you know what percentagely is that a word? Um, teams have come back from O two, like the chances of them coming back. I'm going to say if you win the first two games, you win the series probably 82 percent of the time. How much higher? 92. Oh my gosh. So eight percent based on the numbers, Golden State as in. 8% chance of coming back. Do you give them a higher chance than that? You know, like, and I've been just this year saying, okay, Golden State's just waiting to turn on during the playoffs. Well, I, I'm still kind of waiting for that, right? But I'm starting to question there, is it, are we seeing age? You know, the first thing I noticed was gray hair and Draymond's beard <laughs> yeah, doing all that stuff, <laughs> yeah, you know? It's true. So is it is it an age thing? Is this run coming to an end and is Golden State – higher up starting to think you know what we might need to retool this thing we we've had our fun in the sun now it's time to move on and, and maybe move some pieces around so i wonder if if age is a thing and if this run is done but you can definitely see clay getting hot steph getting hot especially at home and even this thing up and give this give that, themselves a chance i mean that's what i it reminds me of the Thunder. Went down in San Antonio. Went down 0-2. Happened twice. Happened twice. They came back. I mean, because you can obviously – the difference is, though, even in this situation, the Warriors have a better chance at that than the Thunder. I Because, no offense to the Kings, but this isn't 66-win San Antonio like it was in 2016 when the Thunder did that. Mm-hmm. This isn't Tim Duncan and Tony Parker even the first time it happened. I, I think your your question, though, is very interesting as far as what happens. Draymond has a player option for next year. You mean what happens in the future, yes, not just yes, for yes, the series, yes. but the future. Yeah, is this the end of Golden State as we know them? $27.5 million player option for next year, meaning if he wanted to leave, he could. I think Clay is the exact same way. Let me look that up here. I had this up and then I I hit the wrong tab. 
Clay is just, Clay is an option. It's just a forty three point two million for next year. So you can definitely you you can see, you know, is it would they want to get together? You know, okay, let's do one last run next year, or is it is it that time? I saw that the Lakers supposedly will really strongly go after Draymond Green if he declines that player option. That's somebody that apparently the Lakers have their eye on in Draymond. Yeah, I could definitely see him making that jump. You know, and he's a guy, we talk about the, the superstars and not fitting together and this and that. Draymond feels like a guy that's like a Swiss Army knife, right? He can fit into anywhere. Because of the way, because of his unselfishness with the way he plays, which is such a difference from the selfishness that he displays when these little when these rifts happen, and he takes himself out of the game in a spot where Golden State really would prefer to have him out on the floor and try to steal one of those games at home. So uh, it's um, the Kings are performing as they have throughout the regular season, getting up and down, they're scoring points. Winning games, so this is a this is a challenge. Like we said, that uh, the Golden State hasn't had to overcome in the Steph Curry era, being down 0-2 in a playoff series. So that's going to be interesting to see how this thing transpires tonight. Which team do you think is in more must-win mode? Cleveland against New York, or Phoenix against the Clippers? Where um, both are at home. Both are at Cl- ones at Cleveland. Ones at Phoenix. Yeah, they're both home they're teams. Both they both lost one. one. Yeah. yeah. I'll say Phoenix because I can see Cleveland dropping this one and going to New York and getting a couple back. I can't see that with Phoenix going to L.A. because L.A. <coughs> the Clippers are a better team than New York. Am I making sense here? And so I think more pressure's on Phoenix to to uh, get game two here. When you went all in and got Kevin Durant, now's the time for it to pay off immediately. Yeah, it's interesting because the matchup predictor on ESPN's analytics has uh, the Clippers has a 56% chance to win this game. I would not. Vegas doesn't believe it. What's the spread? This says eight and a half, but I think that's using something different. I mean, I, I think Phoenix is obviously. And Phoenix be has favorite. got to take advantage of yeah, Paul George being eight out. Eight and a half. Paul George is still out, right? Yeah, he's not going to play. Not, so, not, I don't think he's playing the whole series. Series, they've got to take advantage of that. That's why it blew my mind. They dropped game one. I think Phoenix is going to blow LA out tonight. Has a feeling like I, it will. It, you know, you see these in the in the in these series a lot of times. Clippers, maybe they're not you know happy, but they're they're certainly satisfied with the split in the first two. And a lot of times in these game twos, you see the the team, the home team, desperate, having to win games, having to play well, and a lot of times they do. And so I, I really have a feeling Phoenix is going to blow L.A. out. On the other one, though, the Knicks are just pretty good. You know, they really kind of had control of that game in game one throughout, and then all of a sudden – imploded a little bit to let Cleveland back in it to for it to be as close as it was. Yeah. And then they kind of make a run and, and end up winning the game. So, um, for me, I think, who could I see coming back from 0-2? I would say Phoenix more than Cleveland just because of Durant and Booker 
they're going to have a game or two where they're just unstoppable. Whereas, you know, outside of Donovan Mitchell, does he have enough help to do that on the Cleveland side? I don't know. So I, I think I think Cleveland has to win this game. Otherwise, they they may be toast. Phoenix better win, but I don't think they have to. But we, we shall see. Hey, you know what's the best part of Paul Jones' drug? Oh boy, there's a lot. There's a lot there. Individual packaging of oh, your okay. daily meds. You know what that's called? Convenience packaging. Convenience packaging. What is that? Well, guess what? We'll tell you next. And also, maybe some baseball, maybe some NFL draft. Man, the NFL draft is like nine days away. Yeah, I know. I've been putting it off, not wanting to beat it into the ground before we actually get there. But at some point, we're going to have to start the NFL Draft Talk. Will it be next? That's another reason to stay tuned. Find out right here on the Skinny on Sports. Paul Jones Drug is Elk City's most experienced compounding pharmacy, meaning they can custom make your prescription medications to your doctor's specifications, safely and effectively providing you with exactly what you need. And for your convenience, Paul Jones Drug has a drive through pickup window as well as curbside service for testing and vaccinations and offers free local delivery. Just a couple reasons you should choose Paul Jones Drug, 809 North Main Street in Elk City. I'm Rodney Skinner with Paul Jones Drug, and I promise we provide care you can trust. The Skinny on Sports. But is having this minor skill worth being so unattractive? That's for the fan to decide. Yay! Welcome back. Final segment of this Paul Jones Drug Tuesday. Convenience packaging is where we left off. What is convenience packaging? Well, at Paul Jones Drug, it is individual packaging of your daily meds. So what does that mean? That means you can throw away the pill caddy. You do not have to load that puppy up on a weekly or monthly basis. Because Paul Jones Drug does it for you. All you have to do is rip open the package and take your medication. Let me ask you a question, Jared. Would you would you feel more comfortable taking your pills that you put into the pill caddy? Or would you feel more comfortable taking the pills that Rodney put into the package? I would feel more comfortable letting a professional do it. Me too. I would rather have Rodney doing it than me. Yeah. And that way... You know, in honesty, and, and seriously, this is great for the elderly, who who more often than not take a lot of medication, and maybe, you know, they lose count, or... You know what I mean? Put it in the hands of professionals for not just convenience, but also for safety. So someone, a loved one, doesn't forget to take a crucial pill or over-medicate themselves. Urgent text? I can't read it on air? No, there's oh. some words I can't say Oh, there. I would love to read it on air. Uh, yeah, no doubt about that. Uh, also, durable medical equipment, walkers, canes, crutches, wraps, braces, etc. In Most insurances are accepted. But here's the thing, Jared. It's not just a drugstore. They've got all kinds of cool gifts and greeting cards. You've got Mother's Day coming up. You've got graduation coming up. Perfect spot. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of stuff coming for up. Some, yeah. For some really neat gifts and greeting cards at Paul Jones Drug, 809 North Main, right here in Elk City. I'm glad you reminded me about Mother's Day. Hey, you're welcome. I'll do it again. <laughs> I believe it's the 14th. I think it's May 14th. Might need to go by and see Rodney. 
Now let me There's ask you. A lot you, coming up in the middle of May. You got graduations, well, like you just said, uh, Mother's Day. I mean, I got a special graduate. I got a niece that's graduating. You get her something. May fourteenth. May fourteenth. Thanks. Thank you for the reminder. May fourteenth. Okay, Jared, you want to talk baseball or do you want to talk mock draft? Honestly, baseball. If I'm honest with you. Well. <clears throat> here's why it's I was, your show you can go here's why i'd agree with direction. you because with a with a three-round mock here that kuiper and mcshay have done i don't think we'll be giving it the due justice in like nine minutes that we it, got. exactly yeah. exactly gotcha okay so just like baseball we will speed things up and talk about it here in this smaller segment once again i i saw who was it it was the Red Sox. I think it was Red Sox and the was it the Red Sox and the Angels or was it the series before? They played a game in an hour fifty seven. Uh, it might have been the game before, but it involved the Angels. Yeah, was it they the Angels in the two Boston? Hours. Okay, yeah. I don't know if it was Boston. I think that might have been the first game. One was yesterday after the. Boston yeah, I think Marathon. it was Boston and whoever they played before. Let me go back to Sunday. Yes. Was, no, it was the Angels. It was Angels. Was it Angels in Boston or was Angels it? in Boston? Okay. Two to one. Okay. Hour fifty-seven. It was yesterday. Was yeah, the Boston it, Marathon game during the afternoon? Right. It. It was a quick one. Do you? Do you think it really helps? I mean, we we talked about we saw the first weekend ratings. I we'll have mm-hmm. to look up some TV ratings as they come become available more, but. I mean, that was the only change other than the excitement of a new season, which every season ought to have excitement for fan base. You know what I'm saying? There, there's mm-hmm. no obvious difference in – like there, there wasn't some player coming over from Japan or some rookie. You know what I'm saying? There, there wasn't really a an outlier of a circumstance. So you have to think that a lot of the – interest there and the the reason why the ratings were were way higher for that first opening weekend had to do with curiosity or or of what was going to happen with the time clock the pitch clock that's why i've been kind of holding my uh assessment of all this until we get maybe a a quarter or third way through the season and and to see is the interest still there The, the the speeding up the game helps but i have a question about that i have a question about is you know obviously it keeps fan interest when you keep it going and in the pace of play and everything but does that does it really help the pitcher and let me set it up to you like this last night listening to the rangers play and you know the the game sped up Degrom's on there he he's throwing a gem he got to the uh the, the top of the fourth rangers up the bat and they're attacking first pitch, and it's uh, ground out, fly out, uh, ball one, ball two, another fly out. I mean, quick inning, one, two, three. And as soon as it felt like, and they were kind of joking about it, but it's like, man, DeGrom barely had time to get the towel and wipe the sweat off his brow and get a drink of Gatorade before he has to go back out there. Went out there, got through the fourth inning, and then all of a sudden, go to the fifth, bottom of the fifth, DeGrom's been yanked. And, I, and I'm sitting here, I'm working on some things, I'm thinking – did Degrom need that extra? He need did he need time to sit and rest? And and not just him, but or is this? Do the pitchers like this where they go, man? I need time to re rehab my you know to recoup here. 
Now, he can blame his batters for being ultra-aggressive and popping out and grounding out, sure. But see where my question is? Is it detrimental to the pitcher, speeding up the game like this? Is it bad on their arms? See, I would think they would want. I would think they'd want it to go as fast as possible for pace, like, for, like and rhythm and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I, to me, I, you know, the, the times that you would see maybe a guy kind of come off of what he had been doing through the early innings would be when the when his team did score three or four runs and he had to sit there for twenty or thirty minutes. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah, I, that, I wouldn't think right. that would bother. And that was him. the other side of it. I was thinking, it's like, well, you've seen pitchers again. Degrama's working on a no hit. He'd given up an error, or this team gave him an error, only base runner at that time. And I'm thinking, yeah, sometimes you see that. You see guys throwing a gem, and then they're, uh, the bats come alive, and they have like a five-run inning, and they've been sitting there for a long time. And you've heard people say, man, that might mess with his rhythm a little bit. He was probably hoping that inning would end, that half inning would end a lot earlier. So I thought about that too. Like, well, he's just going to go back out there and throw some more strikes. Right. Yeah. Here you go on the text line. As a pitcher, I'd like the fast pace, especially if yeah. you're dealing. I, I, okay. But okay. That's the way it seemed to me too. And, and I get that. And pitchers mentally think that. But physically, do you think, do you, you know, and I'm no expert, you know, I'm no kinesiologist by any means, but does it, is it detrimental on the pitcher's arm by just going up there as fast as you can and throwing, throwing, throwing and not having a lot of rest in between? Just a theory, just a question. You know, I, I got this, the the one change, then, and I didn't even, I guess I missed this part. Then I was watching, I guess Sunday, Texas was playing uh, the Astros, and Heaney was on the mound. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize with the limited pickoff, you can't. The, can't continue to throw over to first over That's and over right. Again. Yeah, you're done. Or it's a, a How lot many of time, do you get? It looked like two, huh? But then, so the point is, at that at that at that time, yeah, it's two. That's what I thought. It was two pickoffs for runner. At that point, though, the runner knows exactly the, run, the runner knows he can't so throw he's over. Going to get a half a step more of a lead easily, and especially now, against a lefty where you're always kind of hesitant that yeah. anyway. Yeah, you're waiting to make sure he's Once he throws home. over twice, and, and the announcer said it, well, look out for the stolen base attempt here, and there went Pena, and he, he easily stole the base. What about like a snap throw from catcher? That's different How than many? the – I mean, but but then, I mean, all of it matters in the pitch clock. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it, but to your point about, you know, just going and going, if you did get to the point where you're like, okay, I need a little – you throw over. You know, maybe you throw over once, still have that one in your back pocket to, for the runner not to just take off. But I, I think that's a huge part of why I, I had those the stolen base stats. Mm-hmm. It's a huge part of it mm-hmm. because of because of that. I mean, and you could just see, it's an, okay, that was two. Yeah, look out, here he goes. And, and sure enough, I mean, got a great jump because he knows he has to go. So at that point, the slide's as fast as you can slide step one at the plate. You know, and, and maybe yeah. though, maybe it gives an opportunity, especially if you haven't thrown a pitch yet. You know, if you throw over twice before you even throw a pitch to that batter, maybe that gives opportunities to for the, the mind. You know, the cat and mouse game to start. Where okay, do you pitch out to try to give your catchers? You know he's going, or you think you know he's going. And so then, does a runner, you know, think okay, I'm not going the first pitch, but I'll go the second. You know, that at least kind of creates some of that back into the game. 
especially if you haven't thrown any pitches yet before you exhaust the two attempts um, at a pickoff. So, and, and sure, stolen bases are up, and they should be. That's a big reason why, where, where that goes away, uh, the fear of any pickoff, and, you know, the catchers are in a bad spot there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also, I mean, it's one of the most exciting plays because you don't, you know, a, a stolen base is awesome. Like, you know, that, that yeah. whole mechanism of keeping them as close as you can, getting to the getting the ball to the plate as fast as you can, quick at the plate, throw it down there, you know, that that's yeah. – and there, you, you very rarely see one where you're like, okay, he's definitely safe or he's definitely – you know, they're all mm-hmm. fairly bang-bang, mm-hmm. you know, to to a degree. So that I – mean, it just creates a little bit more excitement. Well, the cat-and-mouse game of it, the, the, the manager's going back, okay, do I – you know, do I send him the second or not? situational baseball I, that's always been some of my one of my favorite parts of the game just the situations here sitting down trying to you know as a fan too you're sitting there going what would i do would you send them got one out here hit and run what do we do need to run got to produce one here how would you do it yeah that, it changes the way a lot of the games are being called too but from a managerial aspect too yeah ricky henderson how many bags would he have stole i don't know 200 <laughs> 300 250 <laughs> as many as he wanted by the all-star break yeah, yeah I mean, that's uh, a million but i still say and i'm joking here if the game's gonna be shorter you got to reduce those ticket prices <laughs> right like okay if i'm paying that much for a ticket i'm okay spending five hours at the ballpark <laughs> you know you talked about the the beer sells I saw a guy had an interesting take on that. Very interesting. And I don't necessarily disagree. So a couple of a handful of the organizations have extended the the beer sales out to the 8th inning because the of games are the games yeah. being shorter. Yeah, and, and one of the one of the players said that doesn't make any sense. The whole point of that was that people can sober up now are you going to have a better chance of drunk drivers leaving the park? pretty good point makes a great point when you think about it i mean a lot of families drive to the park a lot of families are driving home and you don't want some idiot ruining someone's night that makes a great point it really does yeah it's something i didn't really think about. i didn't think of it about it either we were jokingly approving it we like our beer but but we're always safe you know but uh that just makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it does make a lot of sense. But baseball's off to a good start. I mean, my Brewers are crushing it. Ten, uh, twelve, and five. It's and been a long time since we've been a few weeks into the season. And I still have high hope for the Rangers. You got so. a two-game lead. Well, what's the biggest surprise so far? I'll good st- or bad? I'll good still bad. say the uh, Tampa Bay. I'll still say. Are you surprised they're good, or are you surprised they've been this good? This good. That's this good. Yeah, I'll agree with this good. I'm not surprised they're good, because they're always good. They're always no good. matter if they you forget about them way, in the preseason yeah, or not. they find a way to get in the playoffs. But this this is a heck of a start for them. Now, the storyline is, can they continue it? It's a at long home. season. Oh, long no doubt. season. No doubt. Um. Maybe a little surprised about the sluggish start from the defending champs. Houston and L.A. 
That's but, what I was going to say. But it is a long season. So oh, I'm, yeah. I'm not, you know, I can have fun with it now that this, the Rangers won a series against them. But I'm trying not to poke the bear too much because, yeah, again, it's a long season. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, eight and nine for the Astros, eight and nine for the Dodgers. Yeah, great point on my that I just got texted. You could make an argument the Rays are the best run organization in sports, not only the MLB, but in sports. And you can fans, absolutely make that argument. And their fans don't give a crap. They, yeah, I know that's they don't what's even sad. Show up. That's what's sad. I should have been a Rays fan, Jared. Uh, just for the, so they'll have one. They'll have one. Well, like uh, many other Rays fans, you wouldn't be able to go to the game. You wouldn't go to the games. That's true. For wrong I, reasons. I, You're I'd in fit here right in Western Oklahoma. You'd fit right in, yeah. <laughs> yeah, baseball is good so far. Hopefully it, it kind of continues. I hope it does. You know what I like? I, you know what I'm liking what I'm liking so far? Is the Angels are eight and eight. And the longer they can stay toward the top of that division the better chance that we'll have of getting Mike Trout and Shohei Otani on the stages that they deserve to be on. I know that's not going to make you or John David happy because you root for teams in that division, but for me, just as a baseball looker-honor fan, I like that they're there. I I want them to be involved in the pennant race. I want them to be in the playoffs. I I agree. And as long as they hover around the upper part of the of the West and have that hope alive, not just for the postseason's sake, but for the entire season, yeah. everyone's going to pay attention and watch. I think it makes I, I think it makes it a better when the chance. when the stars are are winning. Yes, people are going to watch. It's just pure and simple. And and for the record, I have nothing against those guys. I just have something against the jerseys they wear. That's right. I would love to see them wear different jerseys. Yeah, it'd be easier to it, it be lot, you make know, the playoffs. Yeah, so. yeah. St. Louis being in the bottom of the Central is not something you see very often either. But like I said, it's early. It's April 18th. 17 games in. 15 to 17, depending on who you are. All right, that'll wrap it up. Paul Jones Drug Tuesday. Thank you so much to Rodney and the gang down there at 809 North Main right here in Elk City. Paul Jones Drug, care you can trust. We'll be back tomorrow. Skinny on Sports right here on the Sports Animal. You've been listening to the Skinny on Sports podcast with Aaron Cow. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening. That ball is blistered to right. Way back. Goodbye. Paul Jones Drug offers a free service that makes taking your daily medications safe and easy. It's called convenience packaging, meaning they can combine all of your daily medications and put them in sealed separate daily packages. This process replaces you from having to fill your daily medication dispenser. And as always, Paul Jones Drug prepares individual blister packaging for long-term care patients. With their drive through window, curbside service, and free local delivery, it's just more reasons you should choose Paul Jones Drug. 809 North Main Street, Milk City. I'm Rodney Skinner with Paul Jones Drug, and I promise we provide care you can trust. Paul Jones Drug offers a free service that makes taking your daily medications safe and easy. It's called convenience packaging, meaning they can combine all of your daily medications and put them in sealed separate daily packages. This process replaces you from having to fill your daily medication dispenser. And as always, Paul Jones Drug prepares individual blister packaging for long-term care patients. With their drive through window, curbside service, and free local delivery, it's just more reasons you should choose Paul Jones Drug. 809 North Main Street, Milk City. I'm Rodney Skinner with Paul Jones Drug, and I I promise we provide care you can trust.